0: Hello everyone and welcome to Chai with Rai, a life and culture podcast diving into the mindset and the business of being a creative. I am your host Rai and each week I bring you a guest or a fruitful message from the creative industry all while sipping and spilling some hot garam chai. Now, if you haven't done so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you love this podcast and are listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible or wherever you are streaming this podcast from, if you could do me a kind favor and make sure to rate the podcast comment and share it on your stories and social and spread the word it organically grows the show and connects us with listeners who haven't tuned in before and overall as i always say it just shares the love also if you haven't done so already you can now become a patron aka a supporter of chai with rye by signing up on patreon for five pounds or as i love saying it in this accent five dollars and fifty cents i'll put the link for the patreon channel in the description of the episode so make sure to check that out As we take a break from our full-length episodes, I wanted to bring some snippets from previous episodes I enjoy, as well as some sharings from recent experiences I've been having. I'm really, by the way, enjoying this creative series where we are reflecting on the mindset and the culture of being a creative. So we have looked into the mindset of being a creative, the work we do as creatives, success as a creative, and today we're going to look into the core of being a creative. Now, I often go back to this when I'm stuck in my practice or I feel like I need to do something, whether that is from a performing perspective or whether that is from a creating perspective so whether that is I'm producing or writing or anything like that I feel like recently I have had to go back to the core of why I got into this industry and what makes me what fuels me I should say that what not wakes me what fuels me to create work. And often it is I go back to my childhood and my passion of storytelling. I don't know if you feel like this. When we're kids, we have so much playfulness. And I read about this in self-help books and in lots of like arts books, that there's a certain amount of freedom that we have in our bodies, in our imaginations when we are kids, in lots of ways of just doing things. So whether that is like colouring and colouring outside of the book or even like making things or like digging for things. And I was that kid that was like heavily into the arts. And I still am that adult. Like imagining stories or animals and shapes when I looked into the clouds or I don't know when we used to cook with like my aunties and my grandma we just used to like have so much fun like creating and being tactile with our hands and just the sizzling of the oil or, like chopping the onions and doing things like that it just felt really creative doing that adding the spices and then even like my mom used to do like little embroidery stuff or like when she used to use sewing machines and I feel like there's there's an art in doing all of that and that is why I'm so much multidisciplinary because I grew up like that and what excites me is that there were no parameters around what we were doing and everything was of use and that is how I feel about art today. When I'm using my imagination to create stories, when I'm using my way of being to, to tell things and I really like the use of that and a really draw on that childhood experience of being playful, which has really, I must say, I've had so many people come on this podcast who are actors, who are writers, and they often talk about when you're in the audition room or you're in the, the let's call it the embryo phase, the pregnancy phase, what phase? You know, when you're at that initial phase and you're creating stories and you kind of have to be like, look, I have to hit Everything at the wall. So, when I've had writers, they're like, Your first draft is gonna be absolutely shit, or it's gonna be absolutely genius, and then your second draft, you're gonna refine it, refine it. So, similar to like when I've had actors on, they've been like, Like a gymnast, you wanna show off your skill sets, or dances, they say that in the audition room, but there's an aspect of playing being playful and I have done that so much recently which weirdly can I just say there has been an influx of auditions which I don't know how to feel about that. I feel grateful but I've just been like whoa and also things that I haven't had for a long time have been coming my way and I have just been like super playful with every single thing. Even if it's a serious script which I had recently and I was just being so playful with it. Each take was a different take and I was like I'm gonna do an action and a motive Tea fair, rather than uniting the script, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. If I was a child, what would I do? And there's this thing that I always do before going in. I just have to goof around. So I was in an audition room the other day, and I just went in, and I was just like a goofball. And it was a singing audition, but I had to just goof around. And we were singing "Happy Birthday" around a piano because I hadn't sang in a while, and I just went over and did it in an American accent, a Southern American accent for some weird reason, and it just got the room laughing. Now, I'm not saying you should do that. I think you should find your own version of it. And I also think you should read the room because some of those rooms are like heavily serious So some of the work that we get as performers or as writers, the ones that we create, is heavily serious. So, you know, by all means, use your thermometer to check the temperature and then do that. But there's such an element in like playfulness that I think when we read a script or when we create something, when we paint, when we cook, when we do whatever creative, there's an aspect of playfulness that we should have in our practice. And I really have to go back to that. Again, core of being creative, a physical, mental state. And I'm imagining now my childhood, that little, little version of me and how they would be in this sort of instance. And it really just, it takes me beyond the aspect of booking that job or getting that gig and being paid for that work. Now, obviously, there's lots of things in my head that's going like, oh, shit, if I don't get this, I'm a failure. If I don't hit this note, if I don't do it in this specific way, I'm a failure. I haven't done this. Oh, why did I do that? Shit, shit, shit. And there's so many things going on, but I feel like as soon as I go to that childhood phase, that is it. I click. And I feel like that is the reason why I got into storytelling, because there's an aspect of... Also, I haven't touched on this, I feel like I touched on it maybe a while ago, there's something in storytelling and being in that space, again going back to that childhoodness, that makes me feel like I am heard, I, I matter, I'm of value, I have something to give. And I think when we get into this industry's rejection space or why we're not getting work or why we didn't get invited to that party or why we didn't get this or you know, why am I not getting this? Or why all of these things that I'm talking about, we lose that essence of. And I, I really have had to restructure and decode a lot of things, especially like, I think I touched this on success, what success means and having metrics around that my metrics, my path, my way of being. Um, and I, th- I feel like it's, it's gotten me again to the core of where I'm at. And there was a point in my life, actually two points in my life, where I've been homeless. And it has really taken me back to, I remember when I've been broke, And I know the difference now between being broke and being on a budget and being homeless and being sheltered, and not sheltered. And I think like having gone through all of these experiences, it's really made me walk and be in a specific way and to be joyful and to not as much dive into why whatever will be will be. And whatever is meant to happen is meant to happen. And I think it really goes back to that i know i'm off shooting a lot of things and i'm spitting a lot at you but hopefully you can dissect from this and take from it what you can i'll say when this episode came to me and maybe somehow somewhere we'll get there so i recently performed at national theaters in london national theaters riverside stage with the glory through bolly illusion and i performed a poetry set One was in urdu one was in english and one was something to do with my experience in the dance industry and i performed this piece in urdu which was about my experience and it was such a 360 moment because when i was homeless for the second time or the first time first time i used to squat in between south bank and national theater and i used to always look at these places and i used to be like i am going to perform there i'm going to pay for it i'm going to be paid for it and I would love to do it in my native language. And getting to perform in Urdu about queerness, about liberation, about these stories I used to imagine when I was homeless and looking up at people and looking up in the clouds again and imagining ways of escapism, because at some points I didn't even have money to have food or buy alcohol so I could stay warm or just the way that you got treated was just interesting. And I went back to that little child and I was like, did I ever think that I would be where I'm at through the challenges, through the hurdles and through the joyfulness doing these things and to perform at that platform and to do that thing, I was just like, yeah, that was, that was beyond any words that I could describe. And, I had to be like, I have to go back to where I, I wanted to be in this industry and do this as a job. And I'm also I interviewed recently somebody and that episode is going to come out and they talk about how they need to have a regimented job and then they need to have their creative practice and their creative practice doesn't need to be their trade of how they earn money. And I was like, I am, I I feel some way about that because for me, I remember my teacher telling me, my drama teacher telling me, she was like, the way that you are, if you don't change your things, you're going to be a failure. And she was like, you have to breathe, eat, ship this, shit this industry. If you don't do that, boom, that's it. Because the people who survive in this industry aren't usually the most talented. They're the ones who persevere, who keep pushing, keep pushing. And I feel like there's some aspect of that that has been in, engraved in my head that any way I can earn money as a creative I will do and it has to be in the arts it has to be from this but recently I'm also questioning like the viability of this industry how we can survive in this industry and how I can feel purposeful maybe I have some I've done managerial stuff or like marketing stuff maybe I can feel creatively fulfilled in that that can be my viability my survivability space and I no longer have to do like zero hour contract jobs or side hustle jobs in order to sustain life or sustain me but there's an aspect of like creative practice that i just can't seem to let go and i'm just like man oh man why can't we all just have a blibbing seat at the table do what we love to do and that's that and there's a lot of questions around that there's therapy around that there's so many things but i have to tell you when these voices are going on in my head or as i was telling you the national thing i really have to go back to that childhood Why go into storytelling because there was a feeling in me that made me feel like I had a purpose. I am purposeful at that moment. I am all creative. And yes, there was an aspect of performing and vanity where you know you get the claps, you get the reactions and you're like good at something so you feel meaningful and validated. But there was a feeling in there which literally just made me feel like belonging. And I feel like you have to go back to that feeling of belonging and being playful so whenever you get that script or whenever you're creating that script whenever you're creating that podcast whenever you're doing whatever creating a film creating a design creating whatever or being creative in any of your practices let's go back to the core of why. And let's really ask ourselves questions. Why is it that what we're doing is what we're doing? How can I make this enjoyable? How can I make this feel purposeful? How can I feel fulfilled and serve the world that I'm being in, that I'm belonging to? And how can I bring myself into this? Or how can I bring fragments of these things into it? And I really think you have to enjoy what you're doing. I really want to enjoy these processes. And I feel like all of those things will get you into space or a state at least they have been for me recently where i feel happier more joyful for lack of better words and i feel like that that is translating into my mindset that's translating into things around me when i eat food when i listen to songs when i'm inhaling things i i really feel like that's that's doing something i recently um i think i was listening to brene brown's podcast as well or it might be someone else's because i listened to a blimming a lot of podcasts and they were talking about i'm a massive sad song person as well i love listening to sad songs and it was even talking about how that creates like for like so if that is what you hear, that is what life is if you listen to joyful things that is what joyful things and i was like you know what I'm going to try and practice that. So I've been listening to lots of love songs and (laughs) lots of like Shaka Khan and like just uplifting Bee Gees. Oh my God, the Bee Gees. And like ABBA and things that are just like bringing me like so much joy. Like even the strings. I don't know if you guys remember this song. Na, 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 na. It was Shahid. was it? Um, What's his name? Oh my God. Shahid Kapoor's first song. Divana Divana um that song has even brought me lots of like joy because I remember the dog in it, and like just uh, by the way if you're if you love Bollywood, you'll know what sort of reference I'm talking about, but yeah, I hope i've I've done this. I was going through the previous episodes, and I was like, I could pull more clips about people talking about why they got into this industry and the core of being creative. But I really wanted to talk from the heart and tell my soul story and bring my personable experience into this. So that is what I'm trying to do with Chai with Rai. I'm trying to bring myself more into it um, as opposed to just other people and sometimes hide behind their stories. Even I'm trying to do that with the social stuff and show off a little bit more personality because this podcast really came from a pace of not feeling like I no longer belonged in this industry not belonging in this industry because it got to a point where being in the arts and being creative gave me freedom. Like I'm saying, like it gave me purpose. But then when I was trying so much at it and I wasn't seeing the financial value of it, or even like, I call this being in the loop of like getting from one place to another place to another place and you're consistently going up that mountain. And I was seeing my peers go through it. And I was like, why am I not getting similar opportunities? I was just like, whoa, what is happening with everything? And I feel like I've lost where I was. I have literally lost where I was. And I created this podcast because I had so many questions for people and I've had wonderful people open up and be really bare and honest about things and really share their culture growing up, the culture of the industry, transparency in conversation. Some have been politically correct. Some have not. And I have really respected that and I've really earned that. I remember when I started this podcast, it was like I called it my hidden... What was it? Hidden Gems of Jukebox, which will give me kind of like a... bibliography is that what we're calling kind of like a manual on how to have a good mindset in this industry and how to deal with the culture of this industry and then it just evolved and you know there's no path into this industry i used to ask this question of like well i used to ask two questions which were phrased in a way and if you've listened to the podcast recently, I've stopped asking them because I feel like I've there's enough answers in there now for people to dissect and understand. One was if we needed to go to like specific schools and institutions or organizations to enter into this industry. So like in the UK, if you went to, for example, let's talk about acting. If you went to a land or Rada, do you need to go through that? Or do you need to be born into a family that has connections to enter into this industry? So yeah, can, you can reach a specific way. Do you need to know about industry casting directors, directors in general, producers, and go to these networking parties and things like that. And people's answers, I would say 70% of the time, was like, yes, it helps, but that is not the only way of being. There's lots of people who haven't done this and have grafted and grafted and grafted and worked their way into this industry and created a platform, created a space, created who, who, what their voice is as as creatives. And I feel like that has answered that question. I'm sure there are other answers in there. Tag me in what other people have said this so you can challenge me. I also wanted to be challenged, by the way, in this podcast because I have a biased opinion on a lot of things and I have been challenged a lot. and I love it. And then also this other question, which I used to always ask was, I personally felt that there were three pillars of what makes somebody convicted in their path. So like really like solid and grounded in their part so the three pillars that I used to talk about one was spirituality so whether that is faith a specific religion or whether that is faith in themselves or having a spiritual connection something that represents that that spiritual connection so that and confidence so confidence can be like grit from yourself grit from your surroundings whatever that is that innately as a person or you've picked up or the third one was support support can be in any way financial or emotional that can be from yourself from your friends from your family and I feel like at points when I have struggled with all these things and I haven't had any place to turn to and often I haven't had anything and struggled with all of these things how can you continue to do what you need to do in order to be in the space And lots of people had wonderful things to say. And I feel like I got answers through that as well. And I no longer ask these questions because I feel like doing this at this point in my life, having answered those or gotten a a version of an answer of that serves no longer the purpose of asking that. So where I'm at in my practice is wanting to fight joyfulness and wanting to be smarter in my choices and wanting to be viable in in my creativity. And my survivability as an overall person who wants to find purpose in their life and bring that to other people to do that for the community. Because I know how it feels. I really know how it feels. And I mean this to not have anything, to keep shouting or to keep like begging (laughs) and, and just be like, no, you're not it. And sometimes that is because I wasn't right for it. And sometimes I, I was right for it, but I didn't have the things that I... I was too desperate for it. So they were like, no, pal. And I was listening to this interview with... Was it Leslie Jones from SNL? And she was talking about, like... Was it Kevin Hart said this to her? She was like, it wasn't that you weren't talented. It was you're desperate. And paraphrasing this, I think if I, what I took away from that is, like, people don't like desperation. Is that what that was? Um... And I was like, oh, okay. so you have to use your your being, your likeness, who you are as your strong suit and not be what, like begging all the time, desperate all the time, even though you are like broke or whatever and you need those opportunities. So, yeah, lots of food in there. I hope I've been able to (laughs) answer the core of being creative. I think I have. Yeah, like I said. Going back to the purpose of, so whether that is for you, for me, it's going back to my childhood, feeling purposeful, bringing that to other people and there were no rules in it, there were no guidelines in it. If I wanted to, I don't know, dress in in my chadar or like my kambal, that's a duvet. Uh, or a duvet, sorry, in my duvet and pretend I was auntie, I could be. If I wanted to cook with like a pencil and a notepaper, I was. If I wanted to use a crayon as a lipstick, I could. If I wanted to, I don't know, be manly and I was pretending to do push-ups on a standing on a wall, I was and I was like all that Hulkman shit. And, like, all of these things made me feel like... And, like, performing in my bedroom, performing in this lawn, in this garden, these open spaces made me feel like, ah, yeah, these are my... My plants are my audiences. That random neighbor's cat that keeps meowing at night is, like, cheering for me. And that is my success. And, yeah, I really have to go back at it. Recently, again, like I said, I had another audition, and it was a very serious, serious script. And I think I said this before. And I had to get the goofy shit out of there. And I feel like in that moment, I found some nuances where I was like, oh, I'm trying to pay this character very one dimensionally. What if he was literally the worst prankster and was fucked up in the head and that is like almost like the Joker. And if you analyze that character, why there is, there's almost a likeness to that character and why that is the way that it is. I was like, this would be an interesting take. And I did it. And I felt so resolved in that moment and connected at that moment to that specific script. And I was like, whoa, this is something that I never saw before. And that made me actually want to write something that I, I wrote down on my notes and created like a little short film idea for. And I can't wait to do that one day, produce it. And even if that's on my, you know, my my little, not my little, let's not let's not put ourselves down. Um, uh, my iPhone, I will do so, I will do that, and I will upload it, even if it's on YouTube or Vimeo, and yeah, that's that, but you gotta go back, you gotta go back to the core, you gotta question the core, you gotta be in the core, you gotta sit in the core, you gotta shit in the core, and you gotta be like, yeah, this is why we do it, and all the other things, they will, they will They will have to, they have to resolve themselves out. I would like to know, now coming to the end of this, is like, what is your core? Drop me a DM, drop me a message. I would be interested to know what your core is, how you connect to it, or what do you feel like takes you back if it's not the core? What word do you call it? What what purpose do you call it? What language do you call it that you know, when you're challenged, or when you're not challenged, when you're even at the highest place, how you do that, and what is it for you, also let me know what sort of people you'd like to have on this podcast, this is really, I would love to hear about that, I've recently been meeting people in random ways, I was teaching a dance class the other day, and somebody was like, oh my god, I listened to your podcast, and she was this auntie, and I was like, what, what, And she was like, yeah, I love listening to it. And I was like, what? And then I had a writer colleague who I haven't had on. And they were like, oh, I love listening to your podcast. It really helped me, this specific episode and this section. So I love hearing about it. Sometimes I'm just like in my hermit crab situation and being like, oh, yeah, this will work. And these are the people that I would love to listen from. So let me know what sort of things you would like to listen from. Uh, From or for. Yeah, whatever that word is and how that will help you. I really Really would love to know. And it, maybe it'll be interesting to have you on. You can also come on. I can also give you a shout out if you haven't visited the Patreon page. You can go on there. You can subscribe to it. Help support this podcast, you know. And get it to the place that we can all be sharers of it. We can all be investors of it. I would love that. I would love for all of this to transpire into something so beyond. And I'm. Um, you know what? I think I might create a vision board. Yeah, I might create a vision board of this. By the way, P.S., if I haven't said this before, I cannot wait to do next week's episode, which is going to be on the joy and gratitude as a creative. And I often think that we are not our best friends. And I talk to so many people about this because a lot of our experiences can be so isolated unless we have creative communities or creative, let's say, partners. Yeah, let's say partners where we can talk to people about this and they really get the parameters of what we're doing. I really feel like we don't give ourselves the opportunity sometimes to be joyful and grateful in what we're doing and really honour ourselves and who we are as artists and the work that we do. So I cannot wait to talk about that because it really is. I know it sounds corny and people might be like, "Ah," but it really is a lot of joyful shit and a lot of, like, privilege and thankful shit. (laughs) I'm just using random words. For us to be able to do what we're doing. We meet so many people. And we, like, I have done this often in my life. And we know so many people in our lives that, you know, are doing the work just to get by. And we are doing shit that makes us feel like we we are yeah (laughs) and that is a huge huge privilege and that is a huge thankful and joyful place to be because we have we are purposeful and also we don't have like a regular 95 which is a pro and a con i know but like you can wake up at two o'clock and have like the biggest like epiphany and you're like boom this is how i take it and like that is a privilege that is a huge effing privilege to be able to do what you love to do and get so many things out of it. And I I am so in that space of now, like, acknowledging that and practicing that, not momentarily doing it, but practicing that. And every morning now I have to wake up. I do not touch my phone. I do not touch everything. I've also turned all of my notifications off. And I really want to just focus on The first thing in the morning, my brain is at my like my most fragile space. I really want it to be in a healthy space and then my body. So I go do a workout straight after that, even if it's like five minutes, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever it is. And that gets my day set. And I feel like these steps have also really helped me out. Eating good food as well has really helped me out. Surrounding by the right energy and being in the right energy you know, whether that is taking myself for a long walk or walking along South Bank, I really do love walking around the South Bank and I'm manifesting this and I've said this before, I am having a flat in London Bridge. I'm gonna do it. This is gonna be a viable business, Chai with Rai. I want all of us to have that seat at the table, you know, creating, being creative. And I cannot wait to do that. And I cannot wait to have that. And I cannot wait for you to have what you desire. And just, yeah, man, woman, person. (laughs) That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? So, yeah, I really have been practicing joyfulness and gratitude and trying to find my path, my version of it. And if I haven't said this before, my my version of success to setting my own metrics, realizing and walking in that. And, yeah, so I'm going to leave you. And thank you so much for listening to this and roll out the outro. Well, everyone, that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed that. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe so you never miss out, and don't forget to rate and comment on whichever platform you're listening this episode on. You can also become a patron and a supporter of the show by subscribing for as small as five pounds, or as I love saying, $5.50 on Patreon. But as of now, I will leave you as I always do, breathe in and breathe out. Namasko, which means now I'm a that is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Until next time, stay curious.